0: Are you there?
1: Welcome. Oh, sorry. Go ahead and well, try it again.
0: Well, welcome to you.
1: No. Hello. Uh, yeah, exactly. Welcome.
0: <laughs> Clearly,
1: we worked on our intros.
0: <laughs> Hello, world. Good to I wonder see the it, world. It, it, it's, it really feels like we're not just talking to each other. You know, when, when you see the statistics and you, and they keep going up every week, and you're like, wow. We have that many listeners now. There's, I don't know if it's if it's just pride or ego or or just hubris, but but something feels a little extra rewarding and meaningful, doesn't it?
1: Well, it was. I mean, it was a, a huge change for renaming the show "Learn English Now." Uh, that had a massive impact on uh, listenership. Like it's it quadrupled and kept quadrupling in an, in a crazy exponential way. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, You're you're
0: right. I think I think changing it from learn English now uh, and and, and adding on to that. I don't know how you did it with uh, hyperlink or SEO terms, but it was a SEO
1: CEO term. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The SEO CEO term. Getting the term penis touch in there has just allowed our listenership to skyrocket.
1: Well, there's like I did some research, and there's only three other shows where you can learn English and touch each other's penises. Uh, so you know, there's like there, it's it's really like a, you could argue an oligopoly of of shows that that provide that. So we're we're amongst the few.
0: Yeah, and I think anybody in a good oligopoly um, likes a little bit of touching.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, oligopolies are all about touching. That's why they were formed. By, I, uh, the Parker, the Parker brothers in 1928.
0: Yeah, they realized that uh, Monopoly was going to take them places. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you've yeah. you've been really good on top of, of our metrics and really checking on our listenership. What I'll is it, it daily? Been, what has it been like to see? Sometimes
1: twice a day. Sorry, no. I, I just I do it a lot.
0: I, I, yeah, what has it been like to see our numbers exponentially increase? Like, is it, are you looking at a bar graph? Are you looking at some kind of line graph? What is, what is it? Was is it just straight up numbers like 8, 11, 13, 17,100? Like, are you just seeing numbers moving? How, how does it appear to you on the screen to give our listeners a, a visual?
1: Yeah, it's, it's so exponential that it's really hard to give the visual. It's like, uh, uh, in fact, with some of the platforms, uh, they, there's, they send me an email because they say it's not possible to show it. And then it's like, call this number. And then I call the number and, and there's a person who answers and they say, I can't show you the visual because nobody has created such a visual, but I can give you the sound of what it's like.
0: And the sound, how, how is the sound?
1: I, I mean, it's hard to replicate it because I guess they use some kind of technology of like dog whistles or something, but it's basically like the, the intonation is like, bah! something like that. And then what I see, because it's a video call, is uh, I see glass and crystals breaking around this customer service person, just like instantly breaking because it's apparently so powerful over there. That's, that's, that's how many listeners we have. Could, could,
0: could, could you, could you put a, uh, could you put a number on it? Like, what would you round the number at?
1: I mean, there's, there's 8 billion people on this planet. And, uh, apparently I, again, it changes so rapidly that I, that any number that I give you is going to be instantly wrong because, with every word, there's just a like a, 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 a you know a shipload of people that that join in on this uh, penis touching learning English experience, and so just to say, we welcome you all. Thank you for for joining us. I'd say I'd say you know last uh, last time I checked, which was uh, like ten minutes before we started, we were at um, the number eight and seventy four zeros after that.
0: Wow. 74. Now, those are zeros, universal zeros, not just American zeros, right? Those are zeros that all ethnicities, nationalities, races, and creeds can understand. It's a very inclusive zero, yeah. My God. I mean, to think that every single word we say is being listened to, you know, in a variety of languages by by 74 zeros uh, across the world is don't can you feel the gravity of that
1: uh you know i i've come to terms with it but but at the same time like i'm in denial of it so i i don't know
0: i just yeah i'm just wondering if this is what nelson mandela felt like it's exactly what nelson mandela felt like uh, or maybe or maybe adolf hitler
1: um also also adolf hitler yeah in uh i think in like 1942 there's a passage in his biography that talks about his podcast reaching so many so many German speaking people
0: yeah I mean any any, any, any great world leader Genghis Khan um, Sun Ra mm, definitely to, to know that it's, it's almost like it's a little bit nerve wracking you know it's no longer like we're just dealing with people in the small corners of the world um, you know, and, and they're ready for us. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I, what, I mean, and, go ahead.
1: No, I mean, at, at the same time, like, uh, usually we don't spend that much time in the show pra- praising our, our efforts and ourselves. But I think after doing, uh, this is, I think show number 574 after doing so many shows, I think it's OK to take a step back, to talk about the awards, to talk about the prizes, the women, the, you know, the, 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 the suitcases filled with cash. I mean, it's been it's been a roller coaster of, of, of speaking English and learning English and touching penises.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, I've enjoyed the Rolling Stone soundtrack that plays in the background as we mm. have sort of been living through this uh, really unbelievable life. Um, and,
1: and the show is doing so well that since like episode 474, we actually have the Rolling Stones in the studio doing it live every time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they, they took a break right now. They probably wouldn't want to hear us using their name like that. Um, yeah. Do, is there uh, going to be um, do, do you think there'll be any uh, protest or, or pushback with the, the penis touching promise like, can we get away with just maybe offering a peep show? I mean, we uh, they, they weren't clearly expecting like an actual live penis touch, do you think?
1: Well, the uh, executives at Clearview uh, specifically said no, but I mean, I, I don't see why we shouldn't try it.
0: Um, man, I, I'm uh, I, I, I am just... Really, beside myself. Um, it's
1: fantastic. It's uh, it's great. I, by the way, I brought two topics for today's show, uh, and I, I I mean, as soon as you're ready, but uh, just to yeah, say, I, I, I think two I topics think, to cover. Yeah,
0: I think at this point we can uh, we can move on. I just want to say thank you, thank you to the uh, eight and seventy four zeros of people who have uh, have joined this, uh, taking us to the to the top of the of the two Jews segment of podcasts. Uh, is definitely one of the more rewarding uh, things in my life, far greater than uh, childbirth or uh, marriage, death, brises. So thank you. Mm. All right, let's, 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 let's get started.
1: Absolutely. That was a very uh, heartfelt speech. Uh, thank you for that.
0: Mm. My pleasure.
1: Uh, two topics for today, uh, and you can choose which way you want to go. Um, I have it written down here. It's uh, topic number one would be what's your relationship with dogs and topic number two is belarus
0: oh well the the belarusians i know are uh, off to launching things in the sky but uh um, yeah do
1: you, you want know, to review it for uh, i mean some people will listen to this uh when it's not current events anymore maybe uh give a little uh a little summary of of what's currently happening in, uh, I, in I, belarus
0: I, I don't know much i, I don't follow the belarusian uh, news much anymore after my uh dismissal from a kgb related uh affiliation uh aa uh, group and um so um well let, let's uh, let's take a let's take a brief, brief pause and i'll be uh, right back there Thank you for uh, your patience during that brief uh, commercial break in which you heard uh, something from your local sponsor.
1: They all did. They all definitely did. We uh, told our tech guy to add a local commercial for everyone. So everyone's feeling very happy now that they're back from commercial.
0: (laughs) I believe we were talking about the Belarusians, but not in a uh, not in the prostitute sense that we normally think of them.
1: Uh, No, we were uh, we were talking about it more uh, politically. So, yeah, so I don't I don't uh, I don't
0: know much. All I know is I I overheard uh, like one of these like I'll listen to such an old man. I'll have like jazz radio on and uh, it's a public radio station. And on the hour, they'll have like a a small news update for like two minutes. And they said something about the Belarusian Belarus. The uh, plane uh, being shot by uh, rebel fighters, or uh, okay, I, and then and then no. and then, and then the, <laughs> this is what I this is what I remember, and then uh, the governments are in protest and don't want any flights over Belarus airspace. So th- give me the correct version. That's all I know. <laughs>
1: this is uh, this is so great to hear the uh, <laughs> the version that you take as news based on whatever you kind of sort of heard. Uh, while doing something else, I love yeah, it. Um, that's all.
0: That's all the news the, I get with no social media and uh, only one news site that I check, which does not update t- daily.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, the story is as follows: uh, two days ago, there was a uh, Ryan Air flight from Athens to uh, I think uh, one of the Baltic states. I forget which one. I think it might have been
0: Riga, but and, and uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Ryan Air j- just for uh, many of our cool listeners, not low cool cost. Low cost. Okay when yeah, you when you say, super, when you say super, low when you say low cost um compared to a regular airline what's the, what's the difference like do you figure you save like a couple of hamburgers like the cost of one night's hotel how would you equate it to uh,
1: this i mean the equivalent is is maybe spirit airlines in the us but the um but, but but it's like crazy cheap i mean like you know typically if you spend more than like 30 euros on a ticket uh, you're already spending too much money Ryanair is a very, very low cost airline and everything is uh, up, upsold on the airline. Seats do not recline. Uh,
0: How how small, how small are the seats? Like if you have uh, uh, not an average Belarus person, but definitely an average American, would they be uncomfortable in these seats? Like do they handle uh, anybody's width at all? It's been a very long time
1: since I've flown the airline. Basically, if you're doing anything that's like one hour or less, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it's not it's no fun. Like, the, you know, you're a grown up when you don't fly Ryanair anymore. Uh, it's possible.
0: <laughs> I love I love that for like a jiggle or some type of tagline. Yeah, right. right, right air where, you know, you're not a, where you're still not a grown up. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, oh, the- but anyway, this is a flight that left from uh, Athens to one of the Baltic states. Uh as it was already preparing to land in uh let's let's say Riga, I forget exactly. Maybe it was Vilnius, but let's say it was Riga. Uh Riga, just uh, just
0: we do have a few American listeners, not many. I I want to be clear. Riga is the capital of Latvia. It is not the character from Taxi that was played by uh, Mr. Hirsch. Just yeah, we have
1: a lot of taxi fans, of course. Um yeah, Christopher Lloyd fans in general, Christopher Lloyd himself. Um, All right. So uh, so as the plane was about to starting its descent, basically into this airport, a uh, Belarusian MiG shows up and basically they're called by air traffic control. Uh, They say, uh, you know, there's a bomb on board and we order you basically to land uh, or something like that. Or, Or they told them to land in the capital of Belarus in Minsk which is way further away from where they're supposed to land. And of course they landed there and, uh, there's a, uh, like a journalist on board and him, he and his girlfriend are basically pulled off the flight and imprisoned. And this on, journalist we, and his girlfriend.
0: I need a little bit of, of just clarification. Again, we, we have a lot of listeners who we don't know their background, the journalist. Now, technically anybody who's writing for a blog or anywhere now could be a journalist. What, what, what kind of yeah. uh, background was this journalist?
1: Well, this is a Belarusian guy who uh, is very anti the president, the guy who's been in power there for, I don't know, 25 or something years. OK. And uh, and so he's on like lists, basically, and uh, he, he fled Belarus, you know, to not be pr- imprisoned there, I guess. And so, you know, basically this this was a, you know, basically this crazy uh, story that, that that they made up, the Belarusians made up to. um you know, to to pretend like this was a, uh, a case of a bomb on board or something like that, and it was and, and they basically staged this whole thing to basically pull out a couple of people from the plane and then let the plane continue to its destination. And this guy is currently imprisoned, and he's going to be sentenced possibly to death. Yeah, and I, imagine know, how I, cool! Imagine
0: how cool it would be to have got that low cost Ryan Air, but what you really got was a Jack Ryan movie. What you got yeah. was a very exciting um i wonder nice if, i wonder if ryan Ryan's there. i wonder if Ryanair actually charged them more for having that experience
1: well ryan Seacrest uh says that uh this was a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> but ryan adams wrote a song about it actually which brian adams uh covered in the latest concert
0: god if we could just get any one of those ryan brian or adams on our show we would really <laughs> really skyrocket the uh, ratings do you think the Belarusians were a little bit jealous of what the saudis pulled off a couple of years ago when when they actually just flat out dismem- yeah. dismembered a journalist inside an embassy and then carried his body and yeah. parts out because that was impressive I
1: think, I think it's great that you bring that up because uh, i totally forgot about it of course that was a major a major thing a, a classic example of you know uh, also like world response and the U S response, like, I think for this one, uh, the U S president will be very anti everything that's going on. Of course, the European union basically called it like sky piracy and they, uh, they're, they're banning all flights to Belarus, which, you know, might hinder our chances of going there. Uh, and, and the airline is not allowed to fly there. And, and not only that, but no planes are allowed to fly anymore over, uh, Belarusian air, airspace, because, because this thing could happen again, so.
0: Well, uh, hold on. You, let's there's... let's let's do a little geography lesson. And I know you're you're very very well attuned to both airlines and, and, and general geography. W- who has to fly over Belarus? Like, is it a problem in uh, in the airspace?
1: Uh, it could be. Uh, so, uh, B- Belarus. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, starting with the countries immediately around Belarus. So that's the the Russia, which there's no problem there. Like Russia and Belarus are very tight.
0: Like anybody, uh, we but, should really care about. Like any 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 population that really is going to be affected by this. Because so far, I'm not caring too much.
1: Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I guess all the uh, the Baltic states, maybe uh, Poland, I believe borders with them. The Ukraine, maybe another country. So those will be immediately affected uh, because. Uh, I mean, I I think mainly Belarus will be affected by it, of course, because they can't go anywhere. Like their airline is no longer allowed to travel and no airline is basically allowed to go there anymore. So their only way of getting out of that country is to fly to Russia uh, because there's no issue in Russia. So they're they're not completely cornered. Uh, They have Russia and that's a huge country. Uh, But basically, uh, can't can't
0: they go vacation in the summer in Odessa? That's a lovely spot uh, on the Black Sea. They
1: can't. They actually can't. Ukrainians close their borders. But again, this is for direct flying over and direct services to Belarus. Of course, if you wanted to get into Belarus and if we wanted to get into Belarus, we would just have to. This is a terrible thing to talk about right now. Like, why would why would you want to go to there? But uh, but uh, if we did, then uh, we'd have to go through Moscow or something. We'd have to fly. Well, to I, Moscow, I, I, to I'm that. beginning
0: to really like this story more because, uh, as, as as products of our generation, we equate a lot of life to a movie. I'm thinking about spies like us. Would we actually have to sneak into the border? Would we have to somehow illegally cross the border into Belarus to go visit? Uh, or could we legally cross the border?
1: No, we could legally cross. Oh, I mean, so we could. We could try. Yeah. So it's not as it's not exciting. A, we don't. It's not as exciting. I mean, I mean, if Russia, for example, was not cooperating, and that's a big if, because well, there's a whole axis going on there. But uh, if they were in, if they were cooperating, then then Belarus would be completely isolated, and then yeah, and then that would affect things uh, to a greater
0: degree. Are we uh, at any kind of risk being? Uh, I don't know if we're obvious foreigners because. Unlike when I say I traveled to Yemen or you, you went to when you went to Thailand or any country where white skin is not the majority, couldn't we blend in in Belarus if we just had like the right kind of jacket?
1: Well, as you know, I am uh, one quarter Belarusian.
0: Oh, so then you're already you're already 25 of the way there.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no need to change your underwear. Uh,
1: no, none. But uh, yeah. but indeed like it's really cool that you mentioned that example of uh, Saudi Arabia because of course that was one of those things that of course everyone noticed everyone pointed out and really I don't think there were any uh, any major sanctions that were uh, that were placed by anyone against uh, Saudi Arabia for doing that to the best of my memory I don't recall there was like any kind of sanctions against them
0: can I ask but, what, can I ask what you're doing right now it sounds like you were you're somehow, uh, you're, are you hosting a tea party? Oh, that
1: is a, wow, you really caught me. I am uh, actually uh, preloading uh, marijuana into a vaporizer.
0: Hmm. <laughs> now, <laughs> are, are you unable to do this, uh, this show without being uh, high? Uh, <laughs>
1: I have something that I'm doing afterwards, so I wanted to make sure it's done.
0: What are you doing afterwards that you're not able to load as opposed to preload your vaporizer then? Uh,
1: after this, I, I have a uh, like a work session that I have to do. And after that, I have to go to, to the meeting where I'm going to uh, be uh, vaporizing. So that is, <laughs> that is the reason...
0: Have we have we entered have we already entered into the future? You are loading a vaporizer as we uh, host this virtual podcast to several zeros of the world, and we're talking about sky pirates. I mean, we have entered yeah. a fucking Jules Verne really fantasy. A... Completely,
1: yeah. Completely. What, what it this was is, yeah. is this the future as you imagined, or were you still thinking about flying cars?
0: I mean, I did I did really hope and imagine the penis touching would uh, <laughs> no longer be virtual. Um, so I, I don't think we've, we've reached that point, uh, not, not to digress too much from the captivating Belarusian (laughs) talk, but I, I would would like to hear a little bit about this, this meeting. Uh, why, why does the meeting require that uh, you have a a vaporizer at the ready? (laughs) what, what what kind of meeting is so exciting that you're going to have to do that?
1: (laughs) Uh, well, we're we're actually talking about the future of, uh, belarus so it's very important that that we uh yeah that we're we're going to be uh discussing uh matters of national security is this Uh, the one
0: you invited uh, jared kushner to
1: jared is always invited but uh he has yet to show up Uh, because i I would have thought like now that he's not not in the white house anymore he would maybe show up but no
0: I would just think he would be someone in, in a meeting of international diplomacy, which he's so skilled at that one would have to be quite uh, illuminated by a vaporizer in order to withstand his talking. He's he's one.
1: I, we never I, in all the episodes that we've done, we've never actually mentioned him. And I, I mean, wow, this guy, amazing, right? Like, yeah. Whatever. Well, the
0: uh, the not the uh, the NDA is now expired. You know, we're we're now. Uh, you know, we're, we're more than 90 days out of the end of the presidency and, and we're allowed to discuss him. So um, did you have a Jared Kushner impersonation you wanted to do, I thought?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, OK, here it is. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask
0: you a question as a member of the press uh, and then you'll answer as Jared. Uh, and Mr. Mr. Kushner, uh, what have you been uh, doing uh, since the, uh, the Trump administration has uh, left office in a peaceful manner on January 20th?
1: Well, I'm Jared Kushner.
0: That's really, really sounds uh, fascinating, Jared. And what, what are your plans next? What, what, do you, what do you hope to do next?
1: I'm Jared Kushner.
0: Now, the question that I think most of our, our personal audience wants to know, and perhaps the public in general, uh, are, are you still having intercourse with uh, Ivanka? Oh, Ivanka Wow it's that bad huh you know I think oh, yeah. I, the, the the public seems split on whether it would be really wild or really dry does she does she is she demanding uh, during intercourse or is she more like uh, just kind of not paying attention and looking at her phone?
1: Oh boy intercourse
0: hmm uh, did mr. Trump ever touch you in an inappropriate way? Trump Trumpity Trump. Now, I understand you have never in, in record uh, said anything negative against the, uh, the, the former president. But is there anything uh, you'd care to share that perhaps the public never knew about Mr. Trump that you thought uh, might be illuminating?
1: Good I'm Jared Kushner.
0: Jared, thank you very much for your time. It is uh, always a pleasure to interview you. You are a man without equal and a real orator for our time. So I I wish you the best.
1: And scene. You know, as a graduate of uh, the Improv Olympic, I feel very, very honored to have played that scene together with you. That was top-of-the-line improv.
0: Well, that wasn't improv, my friend. That was real life.
1: (laughs) That's exactly it. That's what we were told. Play yeah. as real as possible. The I think I, 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 I
0: think you just disappointed a number of our listeners who might have joined in at that moment and actually thought they were listening to the real Jared Kushner.
1: They did, and I, I mean, I again because of the new NDA, I had to, I had to kind of break that 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 thing. But obviously, yeah, we were all we were all imagining Jared Kushner was actually in the show.
0: All right, so we're not going to uh, learn any more about this uh, secret meeting. So that you're having that you need vaporizer for So going back to Belarus, what, what's, the, what, what, what's, the, what's the future with Belarus? I mean, wh- why uh, should our audience be concerned or, or what is there of interest uh, moving forward that we should pay attention to?
1: You know, I don't know, but I, I think what's interesting is, uh, and this is kind of like uh, something that, that maybe America was more used to like uh, five, six months ago, uh, you know, when there, there was another person in the, in the White House, is is how ridiculous this whole thing is how seemingly like you you sort of wake up in the morning and you think your airplane uh will not be like hijacked by a country uh and of course you know ultimately it didn't really affect the people who were on the flight they had a seven hour delay it did affect the two people who were hijacked from it and that you know there's so much I don't know. There's so much expectation, like that the world should be fair, and this is a great like story showing how how unfair it seems to be. But maybe, maybe, and this is my point. Maybe that's the starting point: is just accept that the world is completely unfair and crazy, and these things will happen.
0: Yeah. Or uh, yeah. And this
1: and this uh, program, by the way, is sponsored by the president of Belarus. So I unrelated to what I just said. <laughs>
0: Do do we need to stop for a brief word from our sponsor? Do you do you think? Uh, <laughs> all right, I, I, uh, I, sure. Yeah, uh, I read the commercial. Okay, uh, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna pause for just a brief break from our our, our a new sponsor of this show. Uh, I just encourage you all to support uh, our sponsors uh, whenever and however you can. And uh, so we're gonna uh, listen to our a brief word from our sponsor right now.
1: Two Jews and a microphone is brought to you by Belarus and the president of Belarus. Belarus wants to remind you that we are a wonderful country with a capital city and lots of friendly people. Come to Belarus or we will bring you here.
0: All right, well, uh, thank you to our new sponsor. Uh, you know, We really hope uh, again, you can uh, support them uh, in any way uh, that you can. So back to the, uh, the kind of conundrum or the issue you brought up with this being a big deal, but is it really a big deal? Is this more a, an instance of f- flying is one of the few shared activities amongst those who can afford it around the world that brings a certain level of anxiety uh, to many people just because at the end of the day, you are uh, in the air and you don't really understand how the fuck that you're there. Um And if do, prob-
1: do you have that anxiety yourself?
0: I, I don't, but it, you know, there's certainly always a moment at some point where it crosses my mind if it's like heavy turbulence like, oh, fuck, this might be it. Um, okay. And because of that, uh, we're like hyper alert um, or, or people can be. And the reality is I don't know what the international number of flights on a daily basis you might, but I'm assuming it's in the tens of thousands, is that accurate or more?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, I should know that, but I don't.
0: Because you're a like lot. you're like the it's amateur, you're like the amateur points guy. That uh, yeah, I is am not very popular am. on the internet. So no, there's a lot. You know the the fact that you have like you know one of these incidents happen every so many years. I mean, we we're talking infinitesimal odds of it actually happening. Um, and when it does, it's just like all of a sudden it allows all of that anxiety to like manifest, and it comes out in a really fucked up way. Um, you know, I don't think it's much different than, you know, most people go through their day without incidents. I think in many countries, people either do nothing or are somewhat courteous in terms of like, uh, letting you in in traffic or opening a door for you, or maybe saying thank you or please or general civility. And then there happens to be that one person who does that one asshole thing, uh, either cuts you off or doesn't open a door, doesn't help you when you're stuck. Um, and that's probably a very rare occurrence, but it happens but when it does happen, it's like the worst fucking thing that can happen. And you end up obsessing over it for, you know, way too long. Too long. It's yeah. like it's disproportionate to what happened. Uh, and I think that sort of insight into just how we operate as humans, um, or at least how Jews' mm. minds operate. Mostly Jews. Yeah, mostly this Jews. is a, a chance
1: to analyze the mind
0: of the do, Jew. You, do, do you think the, the mind of the Jew is a little more... Uh, neurotic or anxiety ridden than average due to the uh, unfortunate history of the Jew or just simply because that's how jo- God chose it to be?
1: Mm, good question. I don't know. I, I'd like to think so. Yeah.
0: Like in other words, before the uh, the Jews had to undergo such discrimination. So let's say uh, maybe pre-enslavement in Egypt when they were just uh, <laughs> another, yeah. another gap. When they were
1: just Semites. <laughs> Yeah, just None. just
0: just just Semites. Another another gaggle of the uh, big nosed tan people in the fucking desert. Uh, do, do you think they uh, they were still kind of neurotic or that like that happened over generations?
1: Uh, I think. Wow, I think it happened over generations. A, a, a lot of, uh, of persecution.
0: Like, you know, there's a certain there's a certain uh, Protestant confidence that you see in a a, a very uh, archetypical uh, American personality. You're just like, wow, that is a that's a biff right there. That that's a captain of the football team. That's a that's a head of the Rotary Club, a CEO of the next uh, chemical maker. And you think that could never be a Jew, that man, you know, eh, how did that happen? Why, why did that Why did that breed of person end up like that? Is, is that the benefits of having held slaves? Like, how did they become like that?
1: I think it's the benefit of living in cities for too long.
0: Oh, interesting. Which
1: traditionally the European, uh, at least the European Jew had to because they weren't allowed to own land. So they had to trade, which meant they had to constantly, you know, invent a way of making money, basically, uh, as opposed to just, you know, honestly working the land and seeing what comes out of it. That's a crazy theory. I'm sure it's wrong. So, but yeah, well, I was going
0: to ask you if that's true, and it, it certainly sounds plausible knowing what we do of the history of the ghetto. Uh, <laughs> the, the Jews, basically, the, the, uh, the refounding or the, uh, the mass exodus of Jews uh, to Israel... Um, the Zionist uh, stages was all farming. I mean, that's all they did was farm. Uh, were they basically living a fantasy, or did they come from experience? Uh,
1: in the in the early days of Israel, you mean?
0: Correct. Yeah, in the early 1900s, late 1800s.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. It's a really good question. I don't know.
0: Well, I, I don't know how you. I don't know how you passed your exam senior year in uh, in, in that in that nation, because uh, you should be required to know this shit. I know I should be <laughs>
1: what
0: is your what is your theory on
1: uh, that on the uh, neuroticness of the Jew oh
0: I mean <clears throat> I I I used to think it had a lot to do with you, you know at least from the the male point but even the female because she had to live with it uh, the small penis um, but having uh, now at this point in my life seen other Jewish penises that were not so small um, I know that it, that it's not that. Um, I, I think a lot of it is uh, related to, you know, the, the money trades was something that our people have done uh, for a very, very long time. Um, it was a business others didn't actually want to do, and I think we had a lot of guilt because we knew we were ripping people off. We were, we were, we were totally sticking them with uh, higher interest rates and uh, various forms of usury. Um, and over many many generations and hundreds of years of you know fucking with people on on money uh, you know i think our conscience got the better of us but we didn't know that's what was happening and it affected our dna um, and for some reason it allowed jewish women to give blowjobs before marriage I, I don't know how that happened uh and then after marriage they did nothing
1: there must have been a first blowjob before marriage like someone who You know, there was a conversation like, well, I've never done this before. Well, I mean, come on, everyone's doing it. I don't know anyone who's doing it. Wow, I I, honestly,
0: I love those thoughts. Like I have it about like the Cheeto. Like I was packing my kids lunch this morning. Like, what was it that somebody was experimenting with a bunch of glob and shit? And then they took a bite, like the 118th bite. And they were like, God damn, that's good. Or beer. Like you know, when did they discover that you know fucking uh, mixing this amount of hops and barley and some water was like, man, that actually doesn't taste bad and it gets me fucked up. Like all of those moments are, are so wild to think like to be that first person.
1: I'll give you a chicken and egg scenario I recently encountered. Apparently, mm. the secret ingredient in a Kit Kat is Kit Kat. So how did that happen?
0: Uh. I mean, are you referring to the accidental dismemberment of the founder's wife that ended up uh, in the mix when they were uh, there? I don't know any yeah, other story Well,
1: I mean, the actual ingredient in a, cat, in a Kit Kat is like broken KitKats. There's, uh, I- at least in part of the layers of Kit Kat, Or maybe it's a Snickers, but whatever. Like either way, which one came first?
0: Oh, and that, if that's true what you're saying, I'd have to say the Kit Kat was probably made with some other type of piece in the middle and then they probably realized as a cost-saving measure that if they just produced extra Kit Kat and then put that in the middle of whatever other substance they were using, it would be easier. Um, yeah, exactly. I agree with that. That's my thought. But, you know, back to, you know, you brought up the, the first blowjob. That is very, very interesting. I, and, and I do wonder if it was forced or it was done voluntarily.
1: <laughs> well, this this goes to the next question, which is what's your relationship with dogs?
0: it's a great segue uh totally (laughs) totally totally forced the the whole thing is forced you know very very little happens voluntarily but i I do force it and uh, it's good i i enjoy it um (laughs) my, my relationship with dogs i mean i i can start well i have my own dog and past dogs uh as well as um dogs in general i love them i do love them i um I often for many, many, many years thought if the world was just full of dogs and children, it would be a beautiful place. Now, after having kids, I would uh, re- rephrase that and say just dogs. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, th- I mean, I think for me what is probably the greatest thing about a dog, unless it's been through some type of trauma and it has an issue with, with people or men or, or, or Jews or it's racist, Um is how how loving they are. They're just, they're unconditional lovers. And it doesn't matter, like, what happened in your life that day, it doesn't matter even what the hell you said to them previously, if you were mean, Um, they're just always there for you. And Mm. it's, uh, it's so great to uh, indulge our selfishness as people. Um, Mm. And and I think especially with men, I think, you know, I, I noticed that uh, men and lesbians tend to do best with dogs. I'm always laughing in the neighborhood. I'll, I'll see uh, straight women have either the, the dog is walking them or they uh, just seem not in control of the dog. Um, or they've taken like like two years of dog training and they have to like, they're clearly following this very set routine of like how they have to walk and train their dog. And a lot of men I notice come to it naturally, you know, because a, a dog just wants, a uh, needs a leader. It needs someone to take charge and, um, and, you know, show them how to do things within some construct of understanding how a dog thinks. and There is some training. Um, I just think it's such a it's such a perfect fit for men. I think a lot of us would probably marry our dogs if we could. Um, I think uh, I think we I think we hope or hoped that our wives or spouses would be like dogs. Um, and I think part of the difficulty in marriage is when men realize that their wife is not a dog. Um, you know, she is. What a, about
1: what about gay men? Because it seems like, uh, or, or lesbian women.
0: Uh, oh, I, 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 had a, I had a conversation sim- similar to this without using dogs as the example with, uh, one, of my, <laughs> one, with one of my neighbors recently who's a, a gay couple, uh, I have several gay couple neighbors. And uh, they, they refuted everything I had to say about uh, the female-male difference. <laughs> they were like, you know, we, they mm-hmm. basically were like, no, we have all the same issues. You know what? The one exception is they're a little—they're a little more open to getting a dick on the side. Um, I think straight couples mm. struggle, struggle with that more than gays. But outside of that, um, they were like, "Nope." So I—I don't know if my dog theory would hold with them. Okay. But I have noticed that the lesbians seem far better with their dogs than the gays. They. They like, I mean, a disproportionate amount of dog trainers I met of lesbians, um, they somehow, they've sort of fused the best of the male and female world. uh, And I think dogs uh, respond to that. Hmm. I want want you to keep a lookout in Amsterdam. When you see someone with a dog and it's just looking like everything's just right, odds are she's a lesbian. Okay, good to know. (laughs) I I
1: feel (laughs) like I'm, I'm having a lot of flashbacks in my head right now and I'm,
0: Sort of like ah yes
1: lesbian yes okay, so, yes yes
0: lesbian. <laughs> so I you know, I've given you my brief on, on on dogs and my feeling with them they're they're, they're wonderful. Um, have I ever let the dog lick me in places? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, and so for you, what what, what is your uh, connection with the dog world or relationship with the dogs? Uh,
1: not not too much. I'm more of a, a cat person. Uh, I, I you know I like I like I I mean I I don't dislike dogs. I just uh, notice, I'm more uh, uh, drawn by the uh, the hard to getness of a of a cat. Um, there's something, uh, yeah. I think ultimately that's there's a bit of a divide, right, between dog people and cat people.
0: And uh, there, there, there's there's a, a huge divide. And and I, and I you know, we're, we're we're really good friends. And uh, I'm surprised because generally I can't stand cat people. Um, <laughs> You know, well, I'm like, very
1: aware of that, by the way, which I, is why I, I subdue the cat person in me around people to, I, I, I'm to instantly, get along better.
0: I'm instantly attracted to those that have dogs. If you have a dog and a cat, i, I found that that's okay. But when someone just has a cat or is a cat person, um, in general, I, I have an issue with them. Uh, and and yet you, I don't. So uh, what do you mean you repress your cat side? What, what do you think you're holding back from me that I don't see? What, what about you is a more cat-like?
1: I mean, there's uh, first of all the general uh, enthusiasm when, when I see a cat. But uh, you could argue that, that that dog people are like that too, right? They'll see a dog and they'll inside they melt, they go crazy, they they they. They're, they're, that's maybe that's it. yeah. Go
0: ahead. That's but that's part of my confusion. Like when I, it's not like a dog. A dog will come up to you. It'll lick you. It'll lie down for you. It wants to be pet. I find there are cats like that. But I, I don't not I think that's the majority of cats. A lot of cats are kind of suspicious of you, or they're very scared, and they kind of stay yeah. on. They they go away. Why, why, why are you drawn to the cat when you see it?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, I think the starting point is I, I find that they are cleaner and they tend to smell better, and I think that's a very important starting point. Um,
0: really, you think a cat uh, is cleaner? I mean, it, it like it it, it, <laughs> go, it goes inside the same box to shit and piss all the time. Um,
1: yeah, but it's constantly cleaning itself, and uh, and and, and I, I mean, I just noticed the difference. You know, like uh, yeah, I'm sure you've been around like old, old wet dogs. I mean, that's that's that is one of the most disgusting smells that are that, that that's out <laughs> there, and and I feel bad for them. I but but still, <laughs> uh, cats don't get wet as a starting point, so there's there's none of that, and uh, they. They're pretty much like they smell great. I mean, like for for, for most of their lives, uh, sometimes all of their lives, they smell fantastic. All right, I need to know. Uh, so, have, as have you, a starting point, I know that's a bit shallow. Yeah,
0: it's not shallow. I think it's it's totally fair. I mean, that's how you feel. But I mean, have you been licked by a cat and then licked by a dog?
1: <laughs>
0: have you ever noticed? There's a reason a cat's tongue is like sandpaper, but a dog <laughs> a, 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 do- a dog's tongue is like like a, a fantasy blow job. It's like, it's, 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 it's like, it's like a tongue from Candyland. It's a, it's a, it's a tongue that's like a summer, a summer day at a never ending water slide. It is so luscious and wet and long. It's like, it's like if Gene Simmons wasn't such a creep and just could come up to you and love you like a, like the mother you never had. Um, I mean, wh- what do you do about that? How do you get the affection from the cat? He can't lick you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. It's true. Like the the cats just sort of uh, do this thing—the the 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 purring sound, which some might even argue.
0: Yeah. It's like all night. Doesn't that keep you up? Then, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> you you like that sound? It's it's fucking
1: annoying. I I, I do I I do like it, but uh, I, I I can understand why you wouldn't. I, I I totally get it. It's like a you know like a machine that's that's on constantly. I just find it it's exciting because it's it's like the the cat is sort of expressing itself in a way. That it can't. It doesn't even understand how it's expressing itself, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it probably. It. I don't know if it even knows that it's purring. It's just like it's an on-off switch. Uh, I just find that endearing.
0: Now you've done a you've done a really uh, surreal amount of cat sitting. Have you not in your life? Like you've had a number I of have, cats. Yeah. I've, now, I've, now I have now, one currently. Okay, uh, so do well. you, do you find that some of them, like at night, they kind of want to like. Get on top of your head and purr, and others kind of just go and do their own thing.
1: I think uh, most cats are a little bit afraid of me because I come on a bit too strong. So they actually <laughs> they actually give me a lot of space because uh, because I'm I'm in their face all the time. And, do you think it's because uh, you
0: so, you're you you re- you really want a dog? You're like you're like when when yeah. when, when when men and women are confused over their gender and like oh I'm really just a man living in a woman's body. Are you really like a dog lover living in a cat no, lover's body?
1: You, you know, that's, this is an amazing uh, assessment you just made because it's, it's 100% true. Basically, I'm looking for a cat that acts like a dog. So I'm looking for a dog that smells great and, uh, and, and gives me a bit of space dude you're the
0: whole reason they invented the golden doodle you know about the golden doodle
1: <laughs> i'm gonna look it up it's it's like america's like it.
0: it's now america's like top dog so it, it used oh, to really? be, yeah it was always like the labrador retriever or, or um you know uh or a black a black labrador or a golden retriever um sorry and uh you know these are the dogs oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're bigger dogs they're super friendly they mm-hmm. love to play ball they'll never injure a kid they, they look get,
1: like teddy bears. They look exactly. like
0: stuff, toys. So that dog, that dog though, that I'm describing, got could get very wet. They loved to swim. They were natural swimmers, and they would smell. They would they would do exactly what you didn't like. And so maybe this is the person who invented, which is to say, they did like a Hitler version of eugenics, and uh, you know <laughs> did some kind of perfect making of the races. Um, so the the golden doodle, um, yeah, is this hyperallergenic, super cute um kind of poodle meets uh lab dog um but one of its thing is you know it's not supposed to shed and it's teddy berry and it and it doesn't have a, doesn't like instigate allergies and all that shit um mm. and there's other dogs too there's a like you know super you know you'd want like a super short hair dog a dog that doesn't really shed and doesn't have a lot of fur there um you know like a hairless chihuahua mm-hmm Might be good for you. Because a hairless chihuahua is almost like a cat. I mean, there's an entire uh, children's book series about this. Um, Oh, wow. Capito, I believe it is. And it's been called uh, culturally appropriating. And I believe the cancel culture might have put an end to it. But my kids luckily got in before it was uh, pulled from the shelves. Okay. And this is a a cat that thinks it's a dog. um, That thinks it's a chihuahua. Um, (laughs) So... Yeah, well, I mean, we should we should really look and spend some time seeing what kind of dog we could get you because I, I think you know, and then you know, being a single guy, you know, the women would love to stop and talk with you and your dog. The puppy days are the best. When you have a puppy, it's like it's like oh, us, right? Yeah. It's like us right now with the seven zeros of uh, followers. I mean, everybody wants to stop and talk to you with the puppy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think that's a really good point. You, know, you can't it's walk something. Through. I definitely missed. Yeah, you can't walk In your you can't
0: walk your kitten outside, but the, the puppy. Nah,
1: nah. Yeah, it's insane, right? It's just yeah. crazy what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, really. Wow. So well, what? I, so what? So, so this current cat that you're cat sitting. I mean, wh- where are you right now today? Like, what's the relationship? Is the cat allowing you to do any additional fondling? Is it getting closer to you?
1: <laughs> I'm constantly. I'm over fondling the cat. Uh, it gets to a point where it it becomes quite aggressive in, in response, which makes me want to fondle it even more. So it's it's kind of a vicious circle of fondling. It's uh, it, I'm in heaven. The cat, I think, uh, is uh, is happy when uh, when I give it some time off.
0: <laughs> you You've got to be very careful, my friend, because at the age yeah. you are right now, you do not want to be the older man who just has a cat at home. Absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: I know. I know. Oh, I know.
0: Because that's,
1: that's, uh, that's, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, That that is the reason, by the way, why I do not have my own cat. So I can sort of get back to kind of like being normal. I think if I went in that direction, that would not be good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think at this point in in the world to be a 50 year old uh, bachelor, not that big a deal No, to be a 50 year old guy living (laughs) alone with his cat changes everything. Like your oh, entire yeah. oh, stereotype yeah. has, has, has now Big been time. pegged. And then if you stick yeah. some if you stick semite in front of that, you're really gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get fucked, man. They're really gonna really gonna hammer you on the Tinder world.
1: Oh yeah. No, I completely agree. You it's uh, something I'm consciously trying to avoid.
0: <laughs> I like your back way in though. So you'll just continue to watch other people's cats. You just don't watch your own. Yeah. That's it. Uh, one thing you might consider are the, uh, the uh, cat shelters, you know, I'm sure you have in Amsterdam, uh, you know, places where, you know, runaway oh, cats yeah. and stray cats and so forth. And they usually need fosters. You know, they like people to sort of, you know, get the cat in their house for a little bit and you can just be a, a serial foster. Yeah,
1: no, agree. Um, yeah, again, uh, the goal is, is, is to try to have kids before I have my own cat again or something like that. Then at least it's, Maybe I can hide my, my love for cats by just having a bunch of kids, you know, like <laughs> that yeah. would be like the greatest story ever. I'll have a sham of a marriage and a bunch of kids, but all for the sake of having cats without the stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, no, he's got lots of kids and he had several wives.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, and- I, I don't think he's really into the cats more than his kids or his wife.
0: And, and, I, and I think, I don't think it'd be hard for you to do, you know, you're, you're an active dater. You're still in the prime of your, your manhood. Uh, you know, I think you should start thinking about impregnating or, or attempting to, and uh, you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of the women that might be very happy in Amsterdam to be a, a single mother, the, the way that some European women are, and you can chip in a few dollars and see the kid once a month and uh, you know, add that to your resume that you're now a father. Uh, and I think yeah. that will, vastly help in terms of you having a cat. Because then you could be like, oh, my kid's not with me today. He's with his mom. And I'm just watching the cat. And it's like, oh, God, this guy is so cute and caring and loving yeah. versus a woman that meets you. And it's like, no, I don't have any kid. I've never been married. And uh, yeah, this is my cat, Squibbles. She's <laughs> probably going to leave. She's probably going to leave before you can fondle her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to probably get close to wrapping so. up our show. Um, yeah. Any final words for uh, seven uh, zeros worth of uh, listeners?
1: Uh, no, just, uh, you know, keep on uh, keep on telling people about this show. We're running out of people on Earth. So, you know, uh, I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying this. But if you know any any cats who might want to listen to our show, we'd be, we'd be happy to have a cat following. At, at least I would.
0: Yeah, yeah we, we accept cats, and I believe Google Metrics is now set up to accept pets as long as they are either dogs, cats, or for some reason, ferrets. So we will take ferrets. Yeah. All right. Uh, Godspeed to all of you. <laughs>